Hello team, it's Fab here, founder and head teacher at All Marketing School and your Marketing BFF. I want to remind you that there is a special invitation for you to join us for the Alt Marketing Certification. Get certified as a positive impact strategy and make people fall in love with you and your work. Reclaim your time, understand the marketing foundations with a positive impact spin. If you are a marketing freelancer who wants to raise the quality of services and do more with less, or maybe you are an early stage marketeer ready to invest to gain real experience in building a strategy with purpose, or you're a marketing leader who wants to be recognized as a go-to expert and tackle new growth challenges. Whether you are beginners or whether you have some confidence into your strategy, we want to support you. We want to help you achieve your strategic goals, toss confettis in the air, and blast your favorite hype song as you get through eight incredible weeks with me and the rest of our faculty. Think about our certification as marketing training at university standards, not prices. So if you're ready to join us and you want to check out our incredible curriculum, all you have to do is go to amschool.click slash certification. I repeat, amschool.click slash certification to find out more and learn what you are going to go through in our eight weeks. From marketing foundations all the way to leadership and storytelling skills, we're also going to cover strategic marketing blocks and advanced marketing tools. Plus, you get workshops, hot seats, group work, and even timely panels with incredible experts in the field. So what are you waiting for? No, I mean it. Our next cohort is starting real soon. So make sure that you head to amschool.click slash certification to come and join us and learn how to market to hearts, not to brains. Welcome to Alt Marketing School. We are currently bringing together a new wave of marketers, just like yourself. We want to provide you with the skills to speak to your audience perfectly, empower clients with winning strategies to market their brands, champion their values, and make a positive impact in the online world. My name is Fab, and I'm your host. May the class begin. Hello team, it's Fab here, and welcome back to Old Marketing School. As you know by now, our crowdfunding is in full-fledged speed ahead. Off we go, let's do this, it's coming home. Yes, it was the Euros this month, so I had to say it. Anyways, I'm really excited to be able to introduce you to more and more teachers from Old Marketing School. This is a great chance for you to see who's going to be part of our workshops, of our certification, who has actually been helping me shaping the curriculum in the direction of this school. This is why today I'm introducing you to the amazing Chelsea. Chelsea Cox is a good friend of mine and also she is an incredible business consultant and strategy. She's an avid networking and connected and champions the collaboration over competition. In a consulting capacity, she helps people start, develop and strengthen their business. And you might be wondering, why are we talking about this on Old Marketing School? If you go to oldmarketingschool.com slash crowdfunding, you can find out more about our crowdfund. And within the campaign, we tell you for why we're trying to change the way that people see marketing. Marketing is not just a separate role or a separate department within your business. Marketing is a vital part of any type of business. So whether you're a founder, a consultant, a freelancer or an employee, it doesn't matter. 
marketing and business go together and a lot of the systems and the principles you apply to your own business, including networking and collaboration, are key when it comes to be an effective and full-fledged marketer. This is why I wanted you to meet Chelsea, who is going to be helping us understanding how to plan, strategize, and even combine marketing with sales and everything in between. It's going to be a really exciting chat. We're going to talk about a lot of things, including a 90-day business plan and why you need it. So trust me when I say to you, this is going to be a good one. Once again, before we're on with today's class, I want to remind you that if you want to check out more and support our crowdfund, we have plenty of different perks and little gifts that you can actually get by joining us and supporting us to make the school come to life and actually turn it into existence. All you have to do is go to altmarketingschool.com slash crowdfunding to find out more and support our vision. So much love to you. I really hope you're going to enjoy this chat with Chelsea. And as always, it's a pleasure for me to be here with you. May today's class begin. Here we go, we go, we go. We are live, so to speak, or we are on replay for anybody listening, actually. Well, Time Machine says, hello, Chelsea, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm excited to be chatting to you because we're chatting about the BFF of marketing, which is business. Yeah, love it. I can't wait. You kind of think about it, you will be like, well, marketing is part of business, isn't it? And it's like, yes, but we were chatting just off air of actually how hard it can be sometimes to to remember almost that, you know, marketing is a part of business, but also understanding like how business is run and how, how we kind of keep the momentum is important for marketers, regardless of whether you're running your consultancy, or whether you're working for somebody else. I feel these days we cannot justify marketeers being compartmentalized. It yeah. just doesn't work that way anymore. And this is why, obviously, uh, we're introducing you as, as you've seen in the last couple of weeks to the lovely teachers from All Time Marketing School. So that's why I thought I'd bring Chelsea in just to talk us about basically what you do, uh, who you are, obviously, your lovely self, but also, you know, why it's so important that we add that element to the conversation. And obviously, this is going to be a big part of the curriculum, actually, for a marketing school and certification is going to be about understanding how to, you know, how to be a better part of a better business. So maybe if you want to give us again, we obviously do introductions as well right before we go on. But if you want to give us a bit of an understanding of maybe a couple of big pointers when it came to your career so far, uh, when it comes to what you do now, and obviously the journey that you've gone through from working for other people and then yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of had two corporate careers, really, when I when I look back, one of which was with L'Oreal. So I started out as a part time concession um, lady in Debenhams and worked my way up to be business manager and a city mentor. So training all of the new employees that started and loved it. I won various awards along the way. And my whole responsibility was team management. And I was responsible for the turnover of the accounts that I looked after and ensuring that they were constantly on pluses. Uh, And then the second one 
was with uh, The Telegraph, where I was part of the team that launched the event BeFit London. And I looked after all of the commercial side of that business. And again, was responsible for ensuring that the, the product itself was commercially successful, profitable and viable. So I've had tons of experience of making sure that the marketing and sales element within my corporate career were both speaking to each other to ensure commercial success. And then three years ago, I decided to start my own business and help businesses with exactly that, making sure that everything was working and pulling in the same direction, ensuring that everything kind of spoke to each other through strategy and business planning and uh, using collaboration as a business tool and understanding that collaboration is can be such an amazing element to use and collaboration is so broad but I use collaboration in this in the sense of bringing in other experts making sure that all departments are working collaboratively within the business regardless of the size of the business it's important that you know this isn't just for big businesses this is for you know one man bands and small businesses making sure that every area of your business is working collaboratively and leading with purpose which is such a huge thing for me is ensuring that everybody is is fully aware of why they do what they do beyond the financial gain. And I always say the financial gain should be a given. It's the only should I would ever give somebody in business is that they should be making money. But beyond that, why do they do what they do? And it's really getting to the heart of that and using that as as their motivation and their tool. So that's kind of my where I would say my experience has come in in terms of making sure that marketing, the commercial side, the business side are all talking to each other and working in that collaborative way and all pulling in the same direction for success. We would also now it's quite obvious why I asked Chelsea to come on board now, isn't it? Right. Okay. <laughs> now, now, now that we clear that, just think as anybody was thinking, um, because I think for me, it's been a it's been a bit of resistance when it came to obviously devising the curriculum, which is not is is in is in um, work in progress as we're going through the crowdfunding. One reminder: go to oldmarketingschool.com/crowdfunding to find out what's coming up and a couple of perks, including some from Chelsea as well. So you know, as we're devising the actual curriculum, I understood that in order to be different in a way that made sense, not just for sake of it. I needed to see what were the gaps in um, in that conversation and in the skills from marketers that really bothered me, I would say. Definitely the purpose is what everything that we do. And that's why, again, people like yourself are coming on board because um, pur- purpose marketing, purpose-driven brands, you know, are the ones that make the world better. So more of that, please. But also because, again, as you just said, like that element of collaboration and better understanding how we can work together, no matter if you're talking to, a client or if you're working as a freelance social media manager it doesn't really matter understanding how you can work better with other people and how you can create targets and strategies together that's probably going to be my next kind of question slash point is really important because again I know that I, again I was just for for disclaimer I was a client of Chelsea we worked together so I know really well and I went to one of your sales master classes and I remember the resistance in the room obviously was mainly women, actually it was only women. So I understand, but it was a massive resistance to actually kind of do the targets and set the targets and follow the targets. But I also find that sometimes it's just understanding, you know, how, how many things you want to set and how many goals do you want to set without feeling too overwhelmed 
but also feeling flexible enough to change them and shape them along the way. Because I think that's a big thing. Um, and I don't know what your thoughts are on that. And I'm going to make a harder question now. Because for marketing, sometimes it's very black and white. Or, or we feel like it has to be black and white. So I have to have this amount of followers. I have to have this amount of things. And I think there must be a better way to add some targets and some goals when it comes to marketing into the business without feeling that it's so rigid or it's so forced as well. That's a hard thought and question, I know, but I'll leave it with you and <laughs> see what you think. So I've become such a huge fan, as you'll know, of the 90-day business plan and the three-goal concept. So the three-goal concept is when I'm doing, when I'm planning now these 90-day business plans with my clients, for myself, or I'm, I'm hosting workshops, I find that having three key goals for that quarter for that 90 days so one of which is financial one of which is business and one of which is personal really allows you to create a strategy within that plan that leads you towards those goals and by having those three key goals I then ask people to break to break those down monthly weekly daily so they always only have three focuses so once they're ticked off you then have a priority list of other bits and pieces that you need to do for your work or within your business that they can select from. But ultimately, they only have those three th- three key things to focus on and all of which are leading towards these relatively big goals of the quarter. They just it just doesn't feel so overwhelming. It doesn't feel like a target, but really. When you have a financial goal for the quarter that you're breaking down monthly, weekly, daily, you are essentially giving yourself daily goals almost, but without actually saying I'm giving myself daily targets. It just kind of it's a kind of um, shift in mindset that I've noticed works really well for people that struggle with that figure driven, target driven sales method. You know, so for some of my clients, they want that. They want the numbers. They want the spreadsheets with the targets on. Um, you know, they they really love. They really thrive off the numbers. But for other people, the numbers can be quite overwhelming and scary. So actually create, making it as a, like creating it into a goal and then breaking it down for them, they kind of don't even notice that actually they're setting themselves daily targets. So it just makes for, you know, a more soulful approach, I think. Actually, I love that because I'm thinking about, obviously we joke about the 90 day business plan because in the space of a, of a week, we talked about it four times in three yeah. different platforms. So I was like, yes, we like that. But it's really funny because that's actually how I work when it comes to marketing, again, for myself. Then if I have to talk to a client and help them defining, as you say, you have to adapt to them because some people maybe struggle at first at the idea of being as, you know, it's not even lenient because that's the wrong word, but you know, having given themselves that much time. But one of the things that I, I often say to a client is you need to remember that even if you're testing a Facebook ad, you're going to test them, want to make it run for at least a couple of weeks. So it's hard to push ourselves too much when it comes to some of these goals and hoping that everything will get done in those 90 days, sorry, in those 30 days. And this is why I love the 90 days, because as you said, if you break it down, then it allows you almost to have one main goal a month, if you really go that way, to one main focus a month, which is a lot more sustainable. But again, it can be a very tricky conversation as a marketer as well, because again, there's a you know, it's just an understanding of like marketing is about building relationship, which is part of also what collaborations are anyway. And so, yes, there's an element of bringing ROI in, definitely, and understanding return of investment and bringing sales. 
But then again, there will be times where that's going to be harder. And I think then if you look at that only, you're like, well, marketing doesn't work. Sodde, let's go off Instagram or let's stop sending emails. But then it's almost looking at that added value that it can bring and other goals that might be not fully related just to that specific number-based kind of like element. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I want to see, but I think that's also where collaborations and relationship building really fits really well with marketing and we don't think about it enough because it is literally communication with peers potential clients ambassadors and everything in between isn't it yeah and a big thing I always try and get across to clients as well it well actually touching on your first point so obviously there's the three goals there's the financial the business and the personal so the personal can be whatever that looks like for that person so whether it's uh, develop whether it's self-development upskilling or it can be something as simple as redecorating a room or you know whatever that looks like for that person and the business goal is something that's totally separate to the finances within the business that you want to achieve for the quarter and a lot of the time or certainly through my experience that goal is usually visibility it's usually you know I want to be more visible uh, but I don't have an awful lot of marketing budget as such so how can I get visible without that budget? Well, let's look at collaboration because there's loads of people out there in the same position as you who want that visibility, who visibility is always going to be a goal for, who don't, who, who don't have the, the marketing budget right now to do Facebook ad campaigns to, you know, whatever. So um, collaboration creates this amazing marketing campaign almost that people really forget about. But also word of mouth marketing is so valuable. You know, for me last year uh, when I did my financial review, just under 80% of the business I had in the last year, financial year, was through word of mouth marketing. That's how powerful it is. My business essentially ran off word of mouth marketing. And it's because I've always dedicated time to networking. I've always used marketing myself. I've always seen marketing myself you know, through networking, through collaboration as an essential part of my business. So dedicating time to it every week, putting it in the diary, really giving it intentions as well. So leading with purpose, you know, even down to like when I do a shared Instagram live, what do I want to get out of this? Is there a certain message I want to get across? Is there a certain audience I want to reach? Um, and just making everything super intentional uh, and purpose led, I find to be so key. But yeah, in terms of your in terms of your point, I feel like collaboration is so often missed when people think of marketing because it's not something that we talk we've talked about a lot in the past as a marketing tool. But I really see it as a successful marketing tool, and I know my clients have, and I've certainly experienced this as the success of it. So yeah, I'm really keen for people to to talk about that more. Now I'm going to dive in deep into that because you also mentioned networking, which I know you are a pro at. And uh, I think it's obviously like they go hand in hand and especially for marketers, actually. But I guess in general, obviously, you, you work with clients that are also obviously running their own business. And some marketers are like these days running their own business as consultants, coaches, freelancers and such. And I was wondering how I'm going to go with the people that are not like us necessarily. They kind of like dive deep into it. You don't mind actually kind of sparking those conversations. How do you find can somebody actually prompt themselves, whether it's as themselves or behalf of a brand, to you know get out there and seek for collaborations or let's say start conversations or engage in conversations? Let me explain though. Not the ones with customers, because that 
again, we kind of know that's the engagement side of it. So instead of that, obviously, that sounds like an extra thing to do now. It's like, oh, now I need to also look at people to collaborate with, the people to communicate with and connect to. It, do you have any experience with that with some clients that don't find it's natural, that struggle with it? And what would you suggest for people that do have those issues? Yes, absolutely. And, and it doesn't, I mean, it, it still sometimes surprises me how some people, how, how hard some people find it. Because, you know, even the most confident of people online, when it actually comes to in real life, I mean, I know we haven't had really many in real life events over the past 18 months. But, you know, when it comes to in real life um, opportunities for networking, they tend to shy away from them because they they find it overwhelming. And, you know, I find it overwhelming sometimes, you know, I managed events of, you know, up to 15,000 people and it can be a lot. It can be a lot of questions. And but I think with everything, as I said before, it's about giving it a purpose. So, you know, and, and knowing what your limits are. So, for example, if you're going to a networking event and you struggle with, um, speaking to a lot of people then go with the intention of just speaking to three go with the intention of saying right I as once I've spoken to three and I've had three really good engaged engaging conversations and I feel like they know my name I feel like I know their name I feel like I know a little bit about them I can leave make it intentional and, and understand you know what do you want what you want to get out of having those three contacts when it comes to seeking collaboration that's where understanding and you're so much more of a pro um, at this than I am but the content pillars obviously as soon as you've got your content pillars together whether it's for yourself or your client the opportunities for who you should who you could collaborate with would then open up so for example you know for me my content pillars are very much business foundations collaboration and soulful selling at the moment so those three things I cover I know that I could that I could have you know a, a business strategist uh, to collaborate with but I could also have um, a partnerships manager to come up to to do an Instagram live with that could um, talk about you know, um, how to get brand deals as an example. So I think once you have those content pillars together, it's then about looking at those and thinking, right, okay, who would, who could I collaborate with on each of these content pillars and how do I want to collaborate with them? Do I want it to be on Instagram or do I want to do a blog swap or, you know, it can be that small all the way up to, I want to, I want to create a, a co-hosted group program or co-hosted business or, you know, there's, there's kind of no ceiling to what collaborations you could come up with. But I think it's just about getting really clear, A, on the purpose and B, on, on the content behind it. I love that. And then it brings it back. It actually helps fit into the conversation of what you're already doing, which I think is really powerful as well. And also it's kind of interesting because, you know, we're almost blurring the line between, uh, you know, collaboration, endorsement, partnership, like influencer, you know, that there's actually so many different ways you can look at these type of collaborations and then have to be, again, just like a monetary sort of exchange, but they can actually be a mutual support. And I think that's almost where my, my little extra tip that I would offer here is almost getting clear on what value can you offer in return uh, from the get-go because it will be different for the different people that you're talking to. And I think that's also very important when it comes to this type of collaborations as well. Now, I want to, again, I'm going to slightly like wade into another topic which we talked anyway about, but I wanted to ask you actually how... Is there a skill when it comes, obviously, understanding how to run a business or to look strategically at the, the holistic way that a business is run? Is there a skill that you think 
should be more uh, nurtured or should be more, you know, yeah, I'm going to say nurtured when it comes to, again, I'm going to use marketers for obvious reason. This is what we are. But, you know, when it comes to people that are not necessarily business owners and maybe they feel like they don't have anything to do with the business side of things, the targets, do you think, why would you say that actually understanding the value of sales and business and strategy and growth and road mapping is valuable also for them? Because I find it's like, well, it's not, it's not what I have to do. It's not in my job description. I'm supposed to just focus on targets and numbers and, and social posts. Why would I care? What would you say to these people? I think I think it depends on what where they want to go with it. I think ultimately, if if the last eighteen months has taught us anything, is that things can change drastically very quickly. And I think the more skills you can have within the area you work in, the more the more value you're adding to yourself, and the more in control you feel as well. I think you know if if somebody was to say to me, "What's the biggest skill that a business owner needs?" It is the ability to ask for help and not feel vulnerable as business owners you're always going to feel vulnerable because you're kind of holding up a mirror to yourself and kind of saying well what what are the things I'm not that good at (laughs) you know so um you know being able to to actually ask for help where you need it in terms of you know marketers as as a as a profession and why it's important to them I feel you can't fully market something just as I couldn't fully sell something that I didn't know the ins and outs of I think that in order to sell something, which is essentially what what we're doing here with marketing, um, we talk about them separately and really they're not. That doesn't mean that, you know, if any employees or um, any, any employers are watching, that doesn't mean you only need one person for sales and marketing, by the way. It's not a combined role. They are separate in that sense. However, for, I, I think you need a full understanding of how the whole business operates in order to market it well and an understanding of where the vision's going and obviously once you understand where the vision's going then you understand where the roadmap is and once you understand where the roadmap is you understand what the targets are so it's just about being fully invested and and again in the purpose of what it is that you're marketing I love that and I think it's it's one of those little reminders that sometimes we need because as you say it's just it's that holistic view that we have and I think you mentioned that as business owners, it almost becomes a bit of an understanding because we're constantly, um, you know, wearing a hat and then we take the other hat and then you put it on and then you kind of hope that it's going to like balance on top of the other hat. Uh, but especially when you decide, you know, to simplify or maybe to be part of a bigger team, then it's good to be able to kind of see, especially think how to communicate uh, your needs with other people. Obviously, going back to that collaboration, I think is a, is a big, big thing, especially when setting kind of goals and targets and and such. Now, is there any misconception? I'm going to go a bit deeper into the sales, which obviously is one of your backgrounds as well. When it comes to actually sales, when you're talking to clients, when you're talking to people, is there any misconception when it comes to actually setting financial and sales target for your business? Is there anything or mistake that you see that a lot of people make when it comes to that side of things? Because again, I feel some people shy away from setting a number because they're afraid of not reaching it so we're going back into the sales conversation a bit more as well yeah so that that is definitely worry number one for most people is oh I don't want to set these targets for them not to be reached but then it's kind of like if you don't set them then how will you ever know it is it's usually that the second thing I come up against quite a lot is numbers just being plucked out of the air you know for because there's 
they feel they should be making that that amount of money and that's kind of more relevant i suppose for business owners who are also marketeers is that they they kind of there's a lot of noise as to what a business owner should want to earn um or they you know they they become caught in that trap of um of comparison perhaps and they think well i'm just going to pluck this number out the air and this is how much i want to make this month and it's like right okay but what does that mean for you? Like, what what do you need to sell in order to make it? What how many clients do you need to have? What's your capacity? So I think it's um I think yeah both of those it's it's a fear of not wanting to set targets in case they're not reached. But again, you know that everybody has to start somewhere. It's just like anything. That's kind of like saying, well, I'm not going to post on Instagram because I know the first time is going to be crap. But in order in order to in order to get better at anything, you know, you just have to accept that the first time of anything isn't going to be the best, um, but it's going to be the best at the time. And that's exactly the, the attitude you should take towards targets and goals. And then the second thing, not to pluck numbers out of air, out of the air, to really think about what you you know what you need to cover what your capacity is what your own unique success marker is and then kind of work backwards from that by the way I love that you mentioned the plucking numbers out of thin hair because that's one of my favorite ones and it happens by the way you say you know obviously it's quite relevant to business owners and people that set targets but for marketing happens exactly the same you like you're talking and, and like talking to a client and you're like okay have you, have you ever set any targets and they're like yeah this number is like why well because that sounds good or because that kind of makes sense and then actually you you reinforced that for me a few times when we were talking together and also for the masterclass I mentioned um which was look at what you have also done and just kind of understanding what happened before I think we talked about it also when we were talking about pricing um with in the past look at what you already know look at what you've made look at what you've done and then obviously you can build from there because obviously it's a blueprint you can use. And sometimes I do find it funny because it's a conversation that happens a lot. And again, it's almost like that shiny object of this is what I suppose, this is now that I'm supposed to chase, but it doesn't really reflect where you're at yeah. or kind of what you know as well, which I think is a big, big, big thing. I have one more question for you because I was thinking about this as well. Now that we talked about loads of skills, yeah. about loads of skills. If, like again, some some of the people that are listening definitely are not just want to be marketers to work for other people, but they might be founders or they might even be wanting to work for themselves and just kind of you know share those skills that they have. We talked about obviously kind of like you know why it's important to have some specific skills, but is there any other skill? Now I'm gonna make it harder, any soft skill, so to speak. So anything that is not necessarily business related that you think can really help or make you stand out when it comes to being to want to take that leap and know and work for yourself because I think that's something that is not covered enough when it comes especially when it comes to some roles like marketing is like well some people do want to do their own thing and you know running a business requires other skills and it's something that can be transferable but it's also something that needs to be cherished so I don't know if there's any quote-unquote soft skill that came to mind or slightly unrelated to business. I think it's the ability to uh remove yourself for for me to remove the personal element of business I always find that to be a really good skill to have is to understand that nothing in business is personal every decision that's made whether that be by the consumers you're targeting whether that be by uh the clients you're you're pitching to is never personal it's always business and I think I think when if you can go into that space with that mindset 
it makes for a lot more a lot more healthier relationship between you and your business even if your business is simply your name even if you're a freelancer who is set up you know my business is my name the ability to be able to separate yourself personally from that and create boundaries is so important for your mindset because it can be a lonely place having your own business or you know being a sole trader being a freelancer it can be a lonely place so be your best friend in that and give yourself those boundaries make sure that you're not um personalizing the nose too much and just accept it and kind of you know move on as much as possible from it without feeling like it's negatively impacted you I love that because it really I think it resonates with a lot more people than we might think and you said especially I think especially I'm going to add when you are a freelancer or when you are your own you know when you're a consultant or whatever you might you might whichever capacity you might be because it is your name, because there's a, you know, people buy from people. So especially if you're going to work with somebody, you want to make sure that your personalities don't clash. And so I think there's a lot of, you talked about confidence before, you know, you want to put yourself out there. You want to be visible in different ways. And also you want to come across as who you are. And that can bring a lot of, again, ego. And as you say, like, you know, fear of rejection, and it can be really hard because, you know, it's hard to sometimes remember that they're not rejecting you, whether it's a client that doesn't want to go through with a proposal they're just rejecting the business because whichever reason, maybe you are not the right fit. Maybe it's not the right time. So I think it's a great reminder and it's an excellent way as well to just wrap it up. Yeah. It was excellent. First of all, thank you so much. Obviously, thank you for being here today. Secondly, I I say every single time I have a teacher on, thank you so much for all of the time and the support and the inspiration to make this school possible because without you kids, (laughs) she's not a kid at all. wouldn't be able to do it so thank yeah. you so much again thank you for having me absolute pleasure uh, if people want to find out more about you where should we redirect them probably instagram all this talk of social media so yeah it's chelseacox dot underscore so yeah you'll find me there always feel free to drop me a dm if you need any advice on business or you know just need a helping hand i'm very keen to help newbie business owners so yeah Thank you so much for listening. Head to oldmarketingschool.com to find out more about the topics that we covered in this week's class. If you want to make your teachers happy, then hop onto iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh, and don't forget to spend the love on Instagram at Old Marketing School. Until next time.